You are listening to Super Gaming Girl A. What's up, gamers, and welcome to episode 23 of the newly titled Super Gaming Bro A. That's right, I got a brand new name for the show, and more on that later. And I am the host of the show, the bearded gamer, Michael John Hedden. And thank you for joining me today on this podcast. Now, to jump into things right away, um, basically, I decided to go with a little bit more of a more, like, a more unique name for the show. I found that there's just way too many bearded gamers out there. And I kind of want to just not be part of that pile of people who couldn't really think of a unique name. So I went with the name Super Gaming Bro A. Basically, what got me into video games was Super Mario Brothers, more specifically, Super Mario World. That's the game that got me into becoming a gamer. And also, I'm Canadian, so that's why I threw the A in there, right? So that, that, that makes a little bit more sense. Instead of being like, oh, the Bearded Gamer podcast, what? There's like 85 million people on YouTube who are called Bearded Gamer. Bearded Guy Gamer. <laughs> Anyways, um, so basically, episode 23, the Milan Hey Duke episode. To keep this show going strong and to enjoy some exclusive perks, come support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Super Gaming Bro A. You can also submit your questions or comments for each episode while you're on Patreon. If you have not already done so, please rate, share, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast service you may be using. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is MJ Hedden. That's right, it's M J H E D E N. On today's episode, we will be talking about what products to use if you're on a beard budget. Mortal Kombat 11 gets a new fighter pack, new updates, and a free upgrade to PS5 and the Series X. Nintendo secretly released a demo for Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Sony has also updated the trophy system in anticipation for the PS5 release. And finishing off the show will be Sony gives us details on backwards compatibility for the PS5. Before I jump right into the show, I want to give a little shout out, talk a little hockey because there's some exciting stuff going on right now in the world of hockey, right? So basically the NHL draft is behind us, day one of free agency is behind us, and a huge shout out to the guys at the DNVR Avalanche for hosting a very awesome draft day event at the DNVR bar and live on YouTube. AJ and Rudo also had a very chill free agency hangout, even though nothing really happened for those like six hours. (laughs) The Avalanche's big draft pick was Justin Barron at 25 from the Halifax Mooseheads. I feel like the Avalanche took him just for reinsurance in case Connor Timmins is not able to stay healthy. In regards to day one of free agency, this had to be the worst day of free agency ever. I wish I could get those hours back. Um, Avalanche just signed some AHL type guys like Salamaki. I will admit that I do like saying his name. Salamaki! We also signed some other guy, I forget his name right now. Uh, we also re-signed Sheldon Dries. It's done all right, I guess. I just don't want him to be in the starting day lineup. That's my biggest concern, because you got Kout that should be coming up. Hopefully Bowers, maybe. And just today, Burakovsky was re-signed at two years. You got 4.4 mil the first year and 5.4 the second year. I love this short-term deal. It's basically a show us you can be consistent type of deal. And if 
Burakovsky can't repeat his success. We're not tied to him long term. We're not going to be like the Montreal Canadiens handing out a seven-year deal for Josh Anderson. We're not going to be freaking the St. Louis Blues handing out a seven-year deal to Tory Krug, who's already 29. And those deals are just insane to me, man. Jesus. Yeah, so basically, uh, we're not tied to him long term. It gives the Avalanche a lot of flexibility. I just love it. And now I'm just waiting to see if the Avalanche will, in fact, land Taylor Hall or maybe Granlin as a cheaper alternative. I personally would prefer Granlin just because he would come at a cheaper cost. Probably be able to time in a little bit longer than you would Taylor Hall. But again, thanks again to the guys at the DNVR Avalanche for always providing the best Avalanche coverage. Even if you're not a Colorado Avalanche fan, still check them out. They talk about all the players around the league. You can listen to them on any podcast service you use. Just search DNVR Avalanche on YouTube. You can find them with just DNVR. And let's start today's episode with a little beard talk and being on a beard budget and what beard products you can get that will do the job for cheap. All products I'm about to mention can be picked up at your local Walmart, Shoppers Drug Mart, Rexall. Uh, so for beard oil, I'm going to say got to be phenomenal beard conditioning oil is great for the price. You can get this at Walmart for like eight to nine bucks, which is a steal of a deal. My only issue with this beard oil is it uses a spray cap instead of like a dropper. The problem with the spray top is that you are more than likely going to get more oil than what you need to use, which could cause your beard to look shiny, <laughs> greasy. You can pretty much look like a character out of Twilight. With this product, you will want to use less. Like The Undertaker always says, less is more. And with this oil, you want less. So basically what I do when I used to use this product was tip it slightly upside down, like on a bit of an angle. And when you go to spray it this way, it's kind of grabbing the oil from what I'm going to call the sweet spot, where you have that line of oil and air, and it just gives you just a little bit of it. So one spray should ju just do about it for you. And you work it into the skin under your beard. Now you do not need to turn the bottle upside down. That's just my personal preference. You can just use it as normal if you like. You want to look like you want to be in Twilight? Go ahead. Now onto a cheap beard butter that I enjoyed using. And this would be the L'Oreal Hair and Beard Styling Cream. You can get this for like 10 bucks at Walmart. Now this is a very creamy texture. So using the word beard butter, I would use that very loosely. But it gives you that light hold that holds up throughout the day and gives you that natural look. Again, you want to like maybe use a thumbnail amount. Remember, less is more. Less is more, baby. Rub it in your hands to warm it up. Then work it throughout your beard hair to style it in place. Now with this product, you can also use it on your hair for a quick fix. So it kind of gives you two uses, which is an added bonus for only like 10 to 11 bucks, right? And finally for beard wash. I'm going to go back to got to be phenomenal which is their beard wash. You can get this for like another 10 bucks at your local Walmart. Like everything I'm saying is pretty much 10 to 12 bucks at Walmart. Cool thing about this is you can normally find a combo pack, which includes the beard conditioning oil and the beard wash with a beard comb. It's like maybe 18 bucks. So you can get a beard starter kit for cheap. I find this beard wash suds up nicely, which I always love with beard washes. I've tried a few be uh, beard washes, which did not really sud up nicely um, and I had to use quite a bit just to get some suds going on in my beard. Uh, how much you should use for this beard wash? I would say you could probably get away with just about just over a dime size amount. So a little bit goes a long way with this product. 
I'm also going to point out that these products are not the greatest products to use. However, if you are on a beard budget or just growing out your beard, they will work just fine. Normally for me, what I like is uh, for beard oils, butters, balms, and beard washes, you want to look at the $20 to $30 Canadian price range. That is where the good products will lie. Now let's get into what I've been playing this week. I jumped back into Animal Crossing New Horizons since they released a Halloween update. I pretty much turned my island into Pumpkin Harvest Island. I, I destroyed almost all my trees and put just pumpkin starts anywhere I could fit them. Gotta farm those pumpkins. I also finally achieved level 40 in Fall Guys before Season 1 ended. And I got that sweet, sweet level 40 in one season trophy, baby. I love it. I don't care for the platinum in this game because I don't see myself winning five episodes in a row. <laughs> That's going to be way too fucking hard. And the cool thing is that the developers actually extended Season 1 by a few days and enabled Double Fame, which was freaking awesome to see. Big thanks to them for doing that so I could get that level 40, baby. Season 2 of Fall Guys is upon us and I've already won two crowns. I actually got them back to back and on the third one was uh, Fall Mountain and I was right there at the crown and I, I forgot to freaking hit the X button. I just walked right off the edge. So livid. I could have won three times in a row. Maybe I could have got five in a row at that point, but I doubt it because the next uh, next game I jumped into, I pretty much got eliminated. But I love that game. It's a lot of fun. Um, now that I did get the level 40 uh, trophy, I'm not going to be as tied to that game as I was originally just because I wanted to get that level 40 trophy. And I feel like season one, when everyone's still kind of new to it, would give me the best odds for that, which it seems like it did. I'm also still messing around with WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Uh, the in-game store updated to add some more custom uh, attires for cheap, which was nice to see. They also released a few patches as well. Uh, the game seems to be running a lot better now. I haven't really noticed any slowdowns, any frame rate drops. So that's really good. And they actually fixed the issue. Well, not the issue, but they changed how quickly you gain your momentum with Triple H's taunt. So now you don't have to worry about those guys trying to cheap in King of Battlegrounds by just knocking you down and constantly taunting to use their finisher. Because you can't actually reverse finisher finishers, which is kind of crappy. I wish you could. Even if it's just like a brief moment where you can hit a button to kind of reverse it, I think that would be kind of cool because it kind of sucks that you could be blocking just like, oh, a finisher. But I'm still having a blast with this game. Um, I would like to see an update to add a little bit more modes to it. I would love a ladder match, like I've said before. And I would also like to be able to change the colors of the custom attires that you get for your custom character. That way, everyone doesn't look the same. Kind of gives that little added uniqueness to your own character. And I'm still curious to know when they're going to add new wrestlers to the game, such as Doink the Clown. Once he gets released, you bet your ass I'm jumping in the King of Battleground with fucking Doink the Clown. Oh, I can't wait to play as Doink again. The last time I think I played as Doink the Clown was the SNES Royal Rumble game, was it? Or was it Raw? I think he's in both, actually. I think he is in both. And then you had the other one, the arcade game, WF the Arcade Game, where Undertaker freaking hits you with a tombstone. So crazy. That's funny. And then I did go ahead and subscribe to EA Play so I could get the 10 hours to NHL 21. And also, you get a discount too when you're an EA Play member for any of the EA games, which is awesome. So I did get the deluxe edition of NHL 21 for pretty much an extra 10 bucks. I get to play three days early, which is awesome. Honestly, 
NHL 21 just feels so smooth. I love it. Played a few games. Oh, it just feels so good. Like, NHL 20 is good, but this just feels so much better. Silky smooth, baby. Silky smooth. Now, I haven't been able to pull off the Michigan like Nasher has. Mind you, I don't want to waste eight hours of my free trial trying to do one move. When I can just put those goals in the back of net, easy, baby. Now, onto the meat and potatoes of the show, which is all about video games. And let's start off with Mortal Kombat 11 is coming out with a new fighter pack and some upgrades to the game. This all comes way of the official trailer that Mortal Kombat released. This trailer shows a Tarkadon running in the woods who is confronted by Rain at first. The Tarkadon is then dragged into some bush only to have his decapitated head tossed towards Rain. And who comes walking out of the bush? None other than Melina. Long story short, Melina goes to fight Rain, but then a trap is set which causes him to wonder, who the hell laid this trap? Are you ready for this? I didn't even expect this, and I don't really know how I feel about this, but out comes John Rambo. And he drops the best line ever, which was, I'm your worst nightmare, and then just proceeded to unload with his assault rifle. I just had to laugh at the end there. I don't know why, I just found it funny. Um, to be honest, I don't really know how I feel about these three characters. I personally have no care in the world whatsoever for Rain. I feel like he's a side character at best. I'm okay with Melina not being in the game. And I feel like Netherrealm kind of just caved the fans harassing them constantly for Melina to be added. So they just added her in the game. Um, at that point, I kind of wish we got Ermac since Ermac is my favorite Mortal Kombat character. But I'll live with him not being in the game. At least I still got uh, Noob Sabot to play as, so... Now, onto this last character, good old John Rambo. I think this is hilar a hilarious addition again, kind of like Robocop. It's cool that we can have the Terminator versus Rambo in Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I hope they add the Terminator attire to Rambo, since Sly was originally picked to be the Terminator. I think that would just kind of be a cool little add to the game, kind of have the Terminator versus what could have been the Terminator. Adrian. Now, what I'm most excited for in this information at the end of the trailer is that Mortal Kombat 11, now dubbed Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, will be a free upgrade to the PS5 and Series X. With this upgrade, you will get the following. Visual enhancement, 4K dynamic resolution, significantly reduced load times, cross-play and cross-gen play. And this free upgrade will be available on November 17th. I love that they are not only adding cross-play, but they are also adding cross-gen play. This means anyone who I played with on the PS4 who did not get a chance to get a PS5 will still be able to play Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate with me. Mortal Kombat 11 already looks amazing on the PS4 Pro, and I can't wait to see the visual enhancements, including the 4K dynamic resolution. This is going to be awesome. I hope they keep adding more to this game. Excuse me, sorry. I hope they keep adding more to this game. Um, I don't know how much more they're going to be doing because I feel like Injustice 3 is just waiting there at their doorstep to be released. But give them give another one credit, man. They make probably the best fighting games of recent times. You got the Injustice series, which is awesome. Mortal Kombat 11 is just phenomenal. Hands down, the best Mortal Kombat game ever made. Now getting over to Nintendo being sneaky, and that is with the stealth drop of the Pikmin 3 Deluxe demo that they just dropped on the eShop. I only ever played the first Pikmin for the GameCube, 
And I was intrigued when they announced Pikmin 3 Deluxe was coming to the Nintendo Switch since I never owned a Wii U. So I missed a few games due to that. Although I wish Nintendo made an announcement about this beforehand, I'm still pretty excited to give this demo a try. And the reason for this is because I'm personally on the fence about this game. I enjoyed the first game on GameCube, but I have not returned to Pikmin since. So being able to try a demo before the game releases could help me relive my love for Pikmin and possibly pre-order the game. If Nintendo did not release a demo for this game, I would 100% pass on the game. I already got Mario 3D All-Stars and I have the Super Mario 3D World or Land game that's coming out. And I'm okay with not buying another Nintendo game until maybe after the Super Mario 3D Land game comes out. Maybe the Zelda 35th Collection will come out. I hope that's a thing. I just want to play Ocarina of Time again. I want to be able to play Majora's Mask. I want to be able to play Wind Waker. Twilight Princess on the Switch, man. Just on the go. Switch is such an awesome system. Um, but going back to demos, um, I personally miss the days of old where you could try out the demo for a game to see if you liked it before you decide to put your money down on it. And I love that Nintendo is still giving fans some demos to enjoy. I feel like demos is definitely a good way of grabbing those people on the fence. Play the game, try it out. They like it, they buy the game. Where normally I find if someone is on the fence and there is no demo, nine times out of 10, they're just gonna walk away. And right there, you lose that sale. And on to the next bit of news, we got PlayStation makes some changes to PlayStation trophy system, which I was not expecting at all. And I'm going to jump over to the PlayStation blog to read their post about the changes they made. You've all heard that satisfying sound when a trophy pops up on the corner of your screen. There's that sense of accomplishment when that ultra rare platinum trophy is unlocked after hours of pursuing. Trophies were first introduced on PlayStation 3 and have been an integral part of PlayStation gaming experience. Today, we're excited to announce we're bringing some enhancements to the trophy system. New trophy levels. The first thing you'll notice is the big change to your trophy level. We're increasing the trophy level range from the current 1 to 100 to 1 to 999. So following this update, your trophy level will automatically be remapped to the new level within the new range based on the trophies you've earned to date. For example, if your current trophy level is 12, your new level will jump to somewhere in the low 200s. The exact level will depend on the number and grades of trophies you have acquired. There will be no changes to the trophies already earned or trophy information such as unlock requirements. I actually like this a lot. Like I don't think I ever would even thought to reach like at least like level 99 or 100 in the trophy system. Uh, so now right now I think I was originally like level 23 I want to say. And with the new update I'm up to like 335 and I'm like yeah I finally got past 100 mark. I won't even come close to the 999 though and I'm totally fine with that. And then we got the new level calculation structure. We've implemented a new trophy level calculation system that is more optimized and rewarding. Players will progress quicker through early levels and levels will increase more consistently. Platinum trophies will count more towards your level progression, making them even more valuable. That's one thing I never really understood was, so you make these platinum trophies extra rare to get and when you get it and you see it pop it just you just feel like a million bucks but when i looked at how much i would gain after i got a platinum trophy i was like what the heck is this 
like, yeah, I got the platinum trophies. I get that sense of rewarding. But when I look at my level, I'm like, it didn't even budge. Like, I think if the Platinums are so rare, some of them are so hard, like just using Bloodborne, for example. Hard freaking game, man. You get the Platinum for that. That should be a huge bump to your level. And then over to the new trophy level icons. With the expanded level range, we are also updating the trophy level icon on PlayStation 5, as well as the PlayStation app at a later date. Currently, trophy icons are just a single gold star, but we're adding a few variants. So basically how the trophy levels look to work will be starting off at the lowest tier, which will be the bronze trophy tier. Basically, level 1 to 99, 100 to 199, 200 to 299 will all be bronze tier. You will then get over to the silver tier once you get to 300. And that's 300 to 399, 400 to 499, and 500 to 599. And then once you get over to 600, you jump over to the gold tier. You have an icon for the 600 to 699. Another icon when you get 7 to 799. And then the third tier of the gold system, which is 800 to 998. Oh, you weren't expecting that, eh? Well, guess what? There is now a platinum trophy icon when you get to 999. And that icon looks freaking awesome. I'm jealous of anyone that gets that freaking icon, man. Fuck. <laughs> Beautiful looking freaking. I love everything about this whole new trophy system. The fact that the platinum trophy will give you more progress to that next level is awesome. And just looking at the trophy icons, man, it looks they look awesome. I love it. Because I always thought the gold star was a little weird, kind of childish kind of thing, but I'm down for this, man. I love it. And even though like you won't get the new icons until the PS5, that's fine. Um, I'm curious to know if this is exclusive. To the ps5 or not because they say the new trophy icons will be updated on the ps5 as well as the playstation app at a later date so i think the ps4 still might keep the gold star lastly just to clarify trophies that you've earned on previous playstation systems will come with you to playstation 5 just as they have in previous generation transitions the new trophies levels will be reflected in all locations that trophy levels are shown including past systems, PS app, and my PlayStation. So the new trophy levels will obviously reflect all the old systems, but will the icons reflect? That's what I'm curious to know. Because it seems here that maybe they're kind of dancing around the idea that you won't get the new icons on the old systems, but you're still going to get that trophy level system. So you'll still be, if you're on like, just for example, I'm 335. When the PS5 comes out, just say I don't get the PS5 and I'm stuck on the PS4. I'm still going to have that trophy level. I just don't think the icons will level will uh, update. Sorry, not level up. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that they updated the trophy system. I've always loved the trophy system compared to the achievements. I always, I don't know what, I think it's just the trophy. Being able to get a trophy over getting just an achievement. I think the trophy is just like, yeah, I got a trophy. Uh, I just get more excited over trophies. I know I'm a PlayStation fanboy. Sorry, boys. Sorry, boys. But still exciting stuff. I love it. Can't wait for the PS5 and the Series X to come out. Series X, just a month away, man. Just a month away. A month today. Just hope the world doesn't get freaking turned off before then. <laughs> I'll be so pissed. And finishing off the show, details on backwards compatibility on the PS5. And this all comes way of another PlayStation blog posting. When the PlayStation 5 launches this November... More than 99% of the 4,000 plus games available on PS4 will be playable on the PS5. 
We know you have questions about how PS4 games will work on PS5. So here's a quick overview on some common questions we've seen from the PlayStation community. What console generation games are supported with PS5's backwards compatibility feature? We are focused on the huge catalog of games on PS4 and we're pleased that more than 99% of PS4 games will be playable on PS5 on day one. This includes games that have defined the PlayStation 4 generation from critically acclaimed PlayStation exclusives like The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima to blockbuster hits from our third party partners. This is awesome because I know there's a lot of people who are really big on backwards compatibility and I don't really know why so many people want this feature. Um, me personally, I want all next gen. Just give me the new games. I played the games of the old. If I want to play them, I'll play them on my old system. And like even like when I get like remasters of games that I used to play back in the day, I never finish them. Like I just can't finish them because I feel like I just already had that experience. I enjoyed it. Bioshock Collection. Bioshock is my favorite series of all time. I bought the remastered um, Bioshock Collection. Still have not finished one of those games. And I think this is huge that PlayStation is saying 99% of PS4 games will be playable on PS5 on day one. Because I know there's a lot of Xbox people saying, oh, Xbox Series X has over a thousand games of backwards compatibility. PlayStation can't even do anything. Well, there you go. 99% of the PS4 games will work on PS5 day one, baby. So that's good because then, because you have these games coming out, especially like Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part 2. They came at the end of the console generation. Maybe you haven't had time to finish the game or play them. You can bring them over to the PS5, which is awesome. I did just go ahead and uh, get my external hard drive so I can put all my games on the external hard drive. So I can put them on the PS5. I might go back to Ghost of Tsushima just to get a platinum for it because I love that game. Honestly, I love The Last of Us Part 2 and I love Ghost of Tsushima. I think I love Ghost of Tsushima more just because it was like a new IP. And I love Last of Us Part 2. I just, I don't know. I feel like after paying, playing Ghost of Tsushima, that just resonated more with me than The Last of Us Part 2. What is the difference between playing PS4 games on the PS5 Digital Edition console versus the PS5 console with the Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive? The gaming experience on both models will be the same. However, how you access the content to play will differ. PS5 Digital Edition you will be able to play digital versions of your compatible PS4 games on the PS5 Digital Edition console. These will be compatible PS4 digital games you have already purchased or plan to purchase via the PlayStation Store on the PS5, PS4, web, or PlayStation Mobile app. Since there is no disk drive, you will not be able to play your PS4 disk-based games on the PS5 Digital Edition, Obviously a no-brainer. Like obviously that's not gonna work. They need to verify the purchase license, right? And then PS5 with the Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive. You can play digital versions of your compatible PS4 games you have downloaded from PlayStation Store on PS4, PS5 web, or PlayStation Mobile app, just like the PS5 Digital. You can also play your physical PS4 game disc. When you sign into PS5 with your current account for PlayStation Network, you will automatically see your library of played PS4 content through the menu. Be sure to keep your PS5 console updated to the latest system software update available and apply all available game patches to the game. What is the PS4 game experience like on PS5? 
PS4 titles get even better on PS5. Select PS4 titles will see increased loading speeds on the PS5 console and will also leverage game boost, offering improved and more stable frame rates. Some titles with unlocked frame rates or dynamic resolution up to 4K may see higher fidelity. Additionally, PS4 games will also take advantage of some of PS5's new UX features, but more to come on that later. That's really cool. So like just going back to the Mortal Kombat 11 with the dynamic 4K resolution, clearly that's going to be an example of what they mean with this, with the whole additionally some PS4 games will take advantage of it. So if you have the disc version of Mortal Kombat 11, you pay the upgrade to go to the Ultimate Edition, put the disc in, it's going to read the disc, give the updated version, give you the dynamic 4K resolution, that's awesome. And don't worry PSVR fans, there's an update for you as well. Are games from PSVR backwards compatible? Yes, PlayStation VR games are included among the thousands of PS4 games that are playable on PS5. Please note that playing PSVR games on a PS5 console requires a PSVR headset, DualShock 4 wireless controller, or PlayStation Move controllers, and PS camera for the PS4, which are all sold separately from the PS5 console. Obviously. Also, the PS5 HD camera is not compatible with PSVR on PS5. You'll need to use the PS4 camera and the PS camera adapter. No purchase required to use PSVR on PS5. That's a little bit weird that you can't use the PS5 HD camera for the PSVR. Um, what I think this kind of means is that there's going to be a new PSVR coming out. That will be specifically for the PS5. I think it's going to be a wireless model. Um, that would be really cool. Because the number one thing I hated about my PSVR. Was the wires. I had to like put them in the back. And I felt like Sector and Cyrax from Mortal Kombat. So that's what I'm excited for. Even though this is a bit of a downer. That the PS5 HD camera is not compatible with PSVR. I'm excited to see. If there's going to be a new PSVR headset coming out. That is wireless. What about PS4 games on PS Now and PS Plus? Backwards compatible PS4 games included in PS Plus or PS Now will run on PS5. Which is awesome. Obviously, they're not going to shut down PS Now yet. <laughs> yeah, I say yet because like, I just don't like that service. I wish you could download more games. Kind of like Game Pass. You can download every game on Game Pass. PS Now, it's not the case. Not everyone has the best connection to stream games. Speaking of streaming games... Can I stream PS4 games on PS5? Yes, remote play from PS4 to PS5 and PS Now streaming are supported. The benefit of streaming is that you can save your storage space on PS5. Please note that PS4 games will not leverage PS5's game boost through streaming. I feel like that's an obvious answer. For streaming, you're not going to get the game boost from the PS5 because you are streaming it. How do PS4 game transfer and game saves work between the two consoles? You can transfer digital games, game data, and game saves from a PS4 console to a PS5 console using LAN cables or by connecting wirelessly. If you've already stored PS4 games and game data in an external USB storage device connected to your PS4, you can bring them over to PS5 with that external USB storage device. And if you are a PS Plus member, you can also sync PS4 game saves on PS5 through cloud storage. I love the cloud storage because then I just don't have to worry about it. Plus it saves space as well. 
Please note that the ability to transfer game saves between a PS4 version and a PS5 version of the same game is a developer decision and will vary title by title for cross-generational games. For Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, when players decide to upgrade from PS4 to PS5, their game saves will transfer. Sackboy Big Adventure will also support game save transfers from PS4 to PS5 in an update that will be delivered shortly after the release of the game. We'll share additional details on both games closer to launch. So that's kind of interesting that Sackboy is not going to have this feature right away. If you have a PS5 digital edition and you want to pre-order Sackboy Big Adventure for the PS5, you kind of have to pre-order it on your PS4 first. And just say you don't get your PS5 on day one, maybe it's a week later, it gets delivered to your house. So you're like, I'm just going to play Sackboy Big Adventure, I'll transfer my save. Well, now... So you might be playing it, get to a certain point, like you maybe you're like almost halfway, maybe you're almost done the game at this point. You get the PS5, you download Sackboy Big Adventure, and then you go, oh, they haven't released that update yet, so I can transfer my game saves. Now I gotta start the whole game over again. And if you're like me, I hate restarting games. So hopefully for Sackboy Big Adventure, they get that game save update pretty quick, maybe a day or two after the launch because you don't want to wait a month because then what the fuck's the point of that at that point how will i know which ps4 games aren't playable games that are only playable on ps4 will be noted on playstation store as playable on ps4 only we have a list of games that are only playable on ps4 along with additional information on backwards compatibility at playstation.com slash ps5 dash backwards dash compatibility it's funny if you click on that link in the playstation blog it brings you snake 404 page error sorry it looks like game over for the page you're looking for try using the navigation or search by keyword above that's hilarious they put a link and the link doesn't even work. I think that will do it for this week's episode of the newly named Super Gaming Bro A. And thank you all for tuning in. To help keep this show going strong and to enjoy some exclusive perks, come support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash A. You can also submit your questions or comments for each episode while on Patreon. If you have not already done so, please rate, share, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast service you may be using. Everyone be good to each other, everybody love everybody, and uh, don't be dicks. I'm out.